Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Hey y'all, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This is a segment for not only diehard Brewer friends, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I am your host, Tyler, aka T-Plush, and as always, I'm joined with my two good buddies, Scott, who can be found on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and Trevor, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Oh, and I forgot your guys' stage names or whatever these are called. We got Vanilla Gorilla, obviously, for Scott, and Sunshine for Trevor. Oh, man. Dude. Messed up the intro. I don't want them to know who I am. <laughs> it's like Batman. Well, next episode, I'll give out your social security number, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you just got to know the last four in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully we can try brighten your day. Um, Brewers are heading into the All-Star break after another frustrating week. Only two wins this week. Um, but good news is we're only a half game behind the Cubs um, going into, we'll call it a little over halfway throughout the season. So we're going to jump right into our series recaps here, um, getting into one play, one number. First series we had was the Reds, in which they won the first game 8-6 to and lost the last three 5-4, 3-0, and 1-0. So what do you guys got for me on the Reds series? All right, so I have my, like, weekly Brandon Woodruff appreciation here. Um, Woody had another good outing. Um, in the, the, I believe it was the finale, the one to zero game. Um, and he gave up one run in the first inning, pitched six strong innings. Um, obviously five good innings after that one earned run in the first six strikeouts, just another good outing for him. Um, solid outing and it's obviously can't win games if your offense doesn't produce anything, but that's not a knock on Woody. And for my number, 3.67, and that is Woody's ERA going into the All-Star break. Isn't quite as low as I predicted, but um, he's been very, very consistent and very good for the Brewers in the starting rotation. Yeah, if it wasn't for the start of the year, it'd probably be lower, too. So we'll cut you a little yeah, slack no kidding. <laughs> Thanks. What do you got for us, Scott? All right, um, my play of the series was home run by Moustakis. Um, that was hit so hard, it knocked the fan over <laughs> who tried to catch it. That's pretty fun. <laughs> and he was a big guy, too. Uh, it looked like it almost caught him in the shoulder, and it just pushed him over the seat. It was kind of funny. Do you think you would have caught it? <laughs> 
Hell no. <laughs> Man, I can't catch a baseball. Um, let's see. You know, I didn't really have a number for this, but um, it was just how we gave up. Uh, what is it? Seven runs to end the series without um, hitting a run ourselves. Uh, the last three games. So we were up 4-2, right, in game two. And then we end up losing 5-4, then 3-0, then 1-0. Um, so that's a lot of shutout innings for our team. Yeah, it was not very good timing. It's like the pitching turned around, and then the offense went in a slump. It's like just our luck. Yep. <laughs> and in a yep. hitter-friendly park in Cincinnati, too. Yeah, that's the even more bizarre part. <laughs> Like you would have thought, all the games would have been eight to six, <laughs> hitting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was good to see the starters turn it around after they were the reason we were been struggling lately. Um, throughout the Red series, they pitched twenty-two and two-thirds innings. So out of well, we've been more than thirty-six good extra inning games. So out of thirty-eight innings, there that's. That's pretty good. You got five solid innings from Hauser after he struggled right out of the gates, but then kind of put it back together. Uh, five and two-thirds from Chase, and then six from Chassin and six from Woodruff. So starters were getting it done, um, at least in the Reds series. Um, what was not getting it done, unfortunately, was our defense. Um, see if you recall, painful memory in that 5-4 to four loss in extra innings. Uh, Brewers lose on that little league play. Um, it's a single hit up, hit to the right side to Yelich, and he kind of, I don't know, half gets into the throw, and then I can't tell if he, if Hiera was supposed to cut it off. Either way, he missed Hiera, who was out there, and Thames either wasn't ready or something, ended up bobbling it, and the ball goes rolling through the infield, and of course, then Yasiel Puig scores the game-winning run. Um, so terrible loss it's like one of those things everyone's look back and be like if we tie with the cubs at the end of the season again remember this loss and it's like yeah brewers been playing a little sloppy lately so it's frustrating and not much we can do about it now besides move on but you guys have anything else from the red series at all i do not don't really want to talk yeah, about it Screw anymore. Cincinnati. Not even a good place. <laughs> Neither is Pittsburgh, but <laughs> Brewers can't take care of business in Pittsburgh either. Uh, again, win the opener 7-6. to six. Um, Very scary game. Uh, then get throttled in game 2, 12-2, and then just cannot eke out the win in the finale before the All-Star break, losing 6-5 to five here on Sunday. So what do you guys got for us this series? Um, so my play was that collision between Hera and Arcia. Um, when I wrote it down, it seemed a little bit more impactful than what it sounds like, um, it's going to be. And especially when they brought up Duban because of it as well, I'm like, oh boy, this must not be good for Arcia. Um, but it sounds like after the All-Star break, Arcia is going to be back to pretty much normal um, normal playing time, so that is good news for the Brewers. Um, but I was just initially concerned when it happened, considering they had to put Arcia on the cart to take him off. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully that's kind of all that was, and it was, it'll be completely fine now. Um, so my number was eight. So the first eight innings of this series, so the first eight innings of the first game, the Brewers did not give up an earned run. They did give up one unearned run. Um, I believe in the seventh inning of that first game. And then the Brewers proceeded to give up five in the ninth inning. And a lot of that was from Guerra, not Junior Guerra. Tyler, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember, but they DFA'd him right I, after that. So, <laughs> Yeah, the, the guy that was making his Brewers debut this season, he really struggled, gave up four of them. Um, and then I think Junior Guerra came in after that and gave up one more. But overall, a pretty big struggle in the ninth, obviously. But Brewers were able to go ahead and win it in the 10th. But a um, little bit of a struggle there to end that game where they were up 7-1. to one, um, Or 6-1, to one, excuse me. And then to give up 5 in the ninth, that was pretty rough um, to watch there. So that was my number for the for the Pirate Series. All right, um, my um, big play was just Yelich hurting his back. Um, so the second game of the series, um, he only had two at-bats. He ended up, I don't know what exactly it was, but um, he's been ruled out with low back soreness. Um, so that's a big one. He says that he's now going to miss the home run derby. Um, unfortunately, he was really excited to see that, but um, he says he hopes to still be able to start for the All-Star game, so I think he's making a smart move. But anyways, hopefully that doesn't stick around with him. Um, and then my number is one for the amount of boat windows that were broken <laughs> over the stretch of this series. Uh, Yelich was practicing for the home run derby, and he ended up knocking one so far out that he just shattered a window in somebody's boat. That's impressive. <laughs> that, was, that was an important play in the series, <laughs> as you can tell. Apparently the uh, the cops are called with that too. But yeah, <laughs> Yelch was not arrested, so that's good. <laughs> Thank God. Um, uh, for me... I guess the biggest play of this series was Harris two run homer um, in Sunday's finale. Um, Brewers ultimately didn't win, but it did bring the Brewers within one run at the time. It was an eighth inning home run, um, which I think just kind of highlights, you know, how big of a playmaker he is. Um, the first time here was up, he hit a game tying home run late in the innings, and then this time he obviously didn't tie the game, but. Um, I think his ability to step up and, you know, make big plays with his bat, um, keep us in games, kind of almost like that clutch factor, essentially, um, is huge. And that's obviously not what Travis Shaw was doing this year. Um, so I think it's something to monitor here and kind of how he goes about the big moments and those game-tilting at-bats. Because um, so far he's done a very well jo- very good job with that for being a rookie. Uh, and then my number was basically everything Jesus Aguilar did this series. Um, 
five hits in ten tries. Uh, had three homers and then six RBIs. So, yeah, that's probably the best series we've seen out of Aguilar this year. And, you know, it's like, great, now he gets a week off and we'll probably be right back to where he was. Maybe. Uh, Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> but, I don't know. Goddamn we'll negativity. <laughs> It's just like, you know, you couldn't have figured this thing out like two or three weeks ago and gone into the all-star break with more momentum. Um, I, I guess I'll be happy with the fact he has a little momentum, but sucks he's probably going to lose it right away. Um, but I would like to kind of back up to the uh, Arcia and Keston collision there. Because, um, yeah, you're right, they did call up Dubon for Sunday's finale, and a lot of people have been asking for him because he's been tearing it up in AAA. Um, did not get the start. And he did get in at bat, didn't get on base. Um, but kind of looking at him, he's got the number two on, Dubon does. He's got the pants rolled up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like you get T-plush back out there. Nigel Morgan's at bat again. <laughs> um, not quite. Obviously, bat's on the wrong side. <laughs> plays a different position, but... Uh, wishful thinking, little throwback there. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be one of the headliners, I think, going into the second half of the season is what are the Brewers going to do with their shortstop, essentially, because now we have Arcia, Saladino, and Dubon all called up. Um, obviously, Saladino started the week off terrible. He was, what, 0 for his first 13 or 14 before finally getting a hit. Um, he had another hit today. Um so ran into a little bit of bad luck to start, but I don't know what do you, what do you what would you guys do with this situation here? Because um, I, I think obviously one of them is going to get moved back down before we start the second half. What would you guys do? Um, I think Dubon's going to go back down, and I think the main reason for that is for trading purposes because if they want to get a piece, whether it's a bullpen piece, whether it's a starting rotation piece, they're going to have to give up a prospect. Um, and Dubon makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams. He's, especially if it's a team that thinks they're not going to make a lot of noise this year, but maybe with a couple acquisitions in the offseason and um, some prospects from a trade they think they might be able to make some noise next year I think it makes a lot of sense because then you put Dubon up there right away and I mean the Brewers have been asking for him and RC has been playing pretty damn good this year especially offensively um, so it's it's someone that could probably be up there in some different organizations already so I think it makes the most sense in terms of for this year for the Brewers to move him back down, um, have him keep raking until the trade deadline, and then if you need to, trade him away for a piece that's going to help you win this year and preferably someone that isn't just a half-year rental, but we will see on that. Uh yeah, man, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know what the best move would be. Um, I don't know that deep into the Brewers lineup. Um, but I, from what I do know, I guess I'd agree with what Trevor has to say. I mean, if you do think he's got some trade value in him, 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. It's nice to have that in your back pocket. Yeah, say Dubon is the Brewers' sixth best prospect in the farm. So, yeah, he does have trade value. Um, I, I think he is going to get sent back down. I don't think it's going to be for trading purposes, though. I think the Brewers, when they look kind of look at guys they're not willing to part ways with, I think it's going to be him. Um, you know, there's a couple of different things to consider. Uh, Orlando Arcia is arbitration eligible this offseason, so we're not going to get him at you know, his cheap minor league contract anymore. Um, he's going to get paid. Um, not necessarily a whole lot of money, but more than what he's used to. Um, then you kind of have to weigh your options at that point. Like, obviously, yeah, he's done really good offensively this year. The batting average just started to drop back down. You know, I think last time we looked, he was 225, I believe, somewhere around there, which is about the same batting average he had last year. Um, it's just the power has gone up, which has meant increased production. Um, he's obviously walking more this year, too, so that helps as well. Um, and then the reason they brought Saladino up was they were unhappy with his defense, um, which was more, I guess I've learned now, is more related to the range that he's covering. Um, when you dig deep into the analytics, they have what you call like the total range factor. Um, so he's covering less ground, significantly less ground than what he has in the past. So bringing Saladino up was kind of a way to you know, light a spark, spark under him that way. Um, but it doesn't make sense, I don't think, to call Saladino back down. I don't think he has much trade value. Um, he's being a little bit older guy who's bounced around a few times. I don't think you're going to get anything for him. Um, so he'll probably stay up. And what I would do is I'd keep Dubon back down there if, you know, our shortstops start, if, you know, something happens, injury pending or someone goes into a really big slump, so basically Arcia, then you can call him back up, give him a shot this year. Um, but, you know, I think next year I'd like to see Dubon up more maybe, depending on what they do in the offseason with Arcia. So that's kind of my two cents for now. You guys got anything to go off of that? Mm, I don't know. I Dubon is exciting, but I just – I think – you have to go when you know you have a window and even though the Brewers have not been particularly great this year they still are in a championship window right now and you don't know what that looks like next year you don't have Moose you don't have Grandal so if a trade presents itself that you feel like is gonna get you over the hump then I feel like you have to do it and if that means getting rid of Dubon that means getting rid of Dubon because I Yes, R.C. is going to get paid more, but he's not going to get paid too much. The Brewers can't pay him. Um, and then you have Keston on his minor league deal for a while. That's a pretty sure middle infield. Um, and then if you can bring back, maybe if you bring back Moose and Jesus Aguilar continues to figure it out the rest of the year, that's a pretty solid infield that you got going forward. Um, so I don't know. That's That's kind of where I stand. I wouldn't be mad to see Dubon up longer and him turn into our everyday shortstop. But I also think opportunity-wise it's the best for the Brewers to potentially trade him if the correct offer presents itself. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Scott, you any last comments on that at all? 
Nah. All right. Well, then we're gonna we're gonna move into my favorite segment, uh, the beer run. It's been a while since we've done a B-W-E-W-R-U-N beer run. So a reminder of how that works is I'm gonna give you guys a name of a beer here, and I need to know if you're buying this beer or if you're leaving it on the shelf. Uh, so the first beer we have is a Hauser on tap. Um, so the description of this beer is, will Adrian Hauser remain in the starting rotation? Um, and I guess in particular for this question, looking ahead to start the second half of the season here. Um, we're assuming slash hoping Gio Gonzalez might be back after the All-Star break. I have personally not heard how he's been doing lately, unless you guys have anything else on that. Um, but that is my question here. Will Hauser remain in the starting rotation? So I haven't heard anything on Geo, so I'm assuming at least the first trip through the rotation, he's not going to be in it. So I will s- temporarily, Hauser might stay in the rotation after the All-Star break. He might get a start or two. I don't see him being a long-term, or I guess at least the rest of this year answer because I feel like his role this year would be better suited in the bullpen. He's been pitching better there. Um, so hopefully they get him back to that because he was in some high leverage situations in the bullpen before they brought him into the starting rotation. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen, especially when Gio comes back. But there's a very real possibility, especially not hearing anything about Gio, that he could be in the rotation for a time or two. Um, I just don't see it happening the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, Trevor. Um, I was going to say no. He's not going to stay in the starting rotation. Um, just because, like you said, I mean, um, better in the bullpen. He's got, he's got very short stints when he is in games. Um, hasn't been phenomenal the last few outings. Um. So I, uh, I guess if injuries mean that um, he's got to be in there, then yeah, he might get probably one or two more. But I don't see him staying in there very long. Yeah, say so yeah, I'm I'm not particularly buying this beer either. Um, so when Geo does come back, I think Hauser's who gets bumped out, and kind of yeah, what you guys have been saying. I'd like to see him back in that bullpen. Um, you know, in those high leverage situations where he's he's been pretty good. Because, um, I mean, his starts this year were, what, three? We've seen three Adrian Hauser starts since he got switched, and they've all been pretty short outings. I think five was his longest, and he's given up three runs in two of those and then five runs in another one of those. So we've seen flashes of him maybe starting to put together as a starter at the big league level. Um, but, you know, at least for this year, I think is best suited in that bullpen role. Uh, my next beer here we have is an NL Central Stout. So do you th- believe the fact that the NL Central is the strongest division? Uh, looking at the standings, obviously from first to last place, there's a four-and-a-half game difference. Um, the next div- closest division um, has 18-and-a-half from first to last. <laughs> um <laughs> but then the other thing to consider is the Cubs are currently in first by half a game with 47 wins, and that is the lowest win total of a division leader um, out of the American and National League. So what do you guys think about that? 
I think. I think we. Nope, I go first. Okay. I think we talked about that before, um, right? I think it was kind of towards the beginning of the season we had that a little discussion about that, and it seems like um, it's playing out that way where it is a very strong division. Um, almost every almost everyone's got a chance at it. So um, I mean, with the Brewers kind of struggling lately. Um, but then again, no one's really taken advantage of that yet. So um, it definitely is a very tough division. Yes, I think it's tough. I don't necessarily think it's the strongest. Um, at like peak potential, if all these teams were playing to their potential, I think it would easily be the strongest division in baseball. But none of the teams are playing well. Like we've, we've been talking about how much the Brewers have been struggling. The Brewers are currently a half game back of the Cubs. So everyone in this division is struggling. No one is walking away with it by any means. I mean, remember last year at the beginning of September, the Brewers were down what five games to the Cubs and they came back and ended up winning the division. It took a game one sixty three, but they still won the division. Um, so, I think it is a very tough, and it's going to be down to the wire with three, maybe four teams. Um, I don't, I don't see the Reds keeping up with this division because I do feel like there's going to be two, three, possibly four teams that kind of start um, showing themselves to be a little bit better than what they are. But yes, I think right now it's the toughest division in baseball but they're definitely not the strongest because no one is playing um, up to their capabilities in the division right now. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same board as Trevor. Um, kind of looking at like some of the other divisions out there. Like I, I think the American League East is obviously very tough, at least within the top three. I, your reigning World Series champion Red Sox are third in the division, and they're eight games over 500. <laughs> Um, obviously Toronto and Baltimore kind of suck in that division, but, um, I mean, yeah, the fact that it's, it's basically wide open, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. If you look back to how the Cubs did last year, remember the Brewers at this point last year were killing it. Um, then they kind of faltered a little bit and the Cubs got really hot and yeah, then they were leading the division going into September. Um, so, you know, it, it just takes teams, you know, a little longer to kind of figure it out. If I had to guess, I would say whoever wins the NL Central um, in terms of win totals will not we will not be the lowest win total out of the other divisions come the end of the year because there's a lot of baseball left to be played. Um, so yes, I'm on the same board with you. Strong division, strongest. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I guess at this point you just have to be happy with the fact Brewers tough division or only a half game back have not played anywhere near our peak potential yet, um, so plenty of time to find our groove here um, heading into the All-Star break. And speaking of which, um, we already mentioned Yelch will not be participating in the Home Run Derby. Um, other news is Josh Hader will not be pitching on Tuesday as well, and thankfully Brandon Woodruff took his place. So we talked last week uh, kind of how he was a snub. Uh, well, nay, now he's in, so... Now, Sunshine over here can be thrilled, and we won't have to listen to him Woo! pout anymore. Uh, Let's go. But, <laughs> yeah, go Woody. 
But uh, yeah, festivities start up tomorrow, Monday, home run derby, and the game is on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot because we have an awesome drinking game um, for the NBA All-Star games. You guys got any uh, cool ideas for like the home run derby or the game at all or nothing? Pick a player. Every time they hit a home run, you give out a shot. <laughs> a shot? Oh, God. Of beer. Sure. Okay. A little bit. Uh, you're such a jerk. <laughs> no, I couldn't do shots. Yeah, a beer, a sip of beer. <laughs> okay. And then every out that your guy makes, you have to take a drink of beer too. Yep, that works. If you if your batter like whiffs, then you gotta take a shot. <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm gonna one. take like twenty seconds here just to bitch about the home run derby. I. I miss the way it used to be. Like, you know how exciting it was that year that it was in New York and Josh Hamilton hit 28 home runs in one round? Like, that was amazing. Go back to the 10 outs. Screw this four-minute bullshit. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, I agree on you. You get someone, you know, four minutes cranking, swinging as hard as they can. Like, that's like asking for an injury to happen, which is probably Yelich isn't doing it anymore. (laughs) Especially with a little bit of a back strain or whatever happened. Yeah. Yeah, let's not. There we go. Another letter that. we can send in to the commissioner. We got a lot of those to write. <laughs> Scott, get writing. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of All-Star break, at the beginning of the year, we, we did make some predictions um, on how we thought some certain players would do. Um, actually, I have not looked mine up yet, so that's great. Um, very well prepared. So we'll start with Trevor. Trevor's prediction was that Brandon Woodruff is going to be our best slash most consistent starting pitcher, um, and that consists of having a sub 2.5 ERA, a whip of one or less, and at least one complete game before the All-Star break. Uh, so, yeah, no complete game. ERA not quite that low. I'd say he's definitely been one one of our consistent pitchers. I don't know if we can class him as best. It's close. I don't know. That's, that was a pretty good prediction, though, Trevor. Yeah, I he was so close to a complete game a couple times. He had two eight-inning outings. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, just messing with you. <laughs> yep. It hurt my feelings a little bit. I think Council heard this and was like, I'm not letting that asshole get this right. <laughs> and then our other host, the Vanilla Gorilla, um, had a prediction uh, regarding Ryan Braun. So he said Ryan Braun will have 18 home runs and a batting average over 285 in 75 games. So this year, Braun has played in 83 games. So hey, we got that part Boom. down. Uh, batting average, if I can find it here, is 272. 297. What? What did you say? Oh, sorry. No, I looked at the wrong one. Yep, 272. And only 12 home runs. So, they were close. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Close is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work for baseball, unfortunately. And then myself, I had a prediction uh, around Josh Hader. Um, I said he'll have an ERA below one. 
and have a hundred strikeouts. Because uh, last year in 2018, he had a 1.5 ERA and 89 strikeouts at the break. And of course, I was a little off. He has a 2.09 ERA, and then strikeouts he has 79 right now. So. So you're the reason he's worse. <laughs> I jinxed him, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Since we're looking at our old All-Star predictions, um, Tyler still has to live up to a, a bet that we made about the NFL draft. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, you got He has a monkey chug and a shot of Malort still coming his way. Um, I did the monkey, so chug. I, monkey chug. Oh, yeah, you did do the monkey chug. Okay. Then you still have a shot of Malort coming. Um, and then... I feel like you're the farthest away, so I feel like you have whatever punishment we do for this one, too. Ooh, what's it going to be? I'll take one for the team again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you have to decide who was closer. Was it me or Scott? Uh, well, you went pretty bold on your ERA, which puts you farther away, so I'd say Scott was closer. Yeah, I'd agree. Hey. <laughs> All right. So Scott um, said originally, if you get it right, so that would be me, you give a, sh- a shotgun or a shot. And then if you get it wrong, you take one of those. So Tyler, you automatically have one. And then I get to choose between you and Scott if you get another one or Scott gets one. Huh. Well, we'll just even it out. You both have to have a shotgun. We can do it at yep. training camp. Perfect. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Go pack. And you can join just for yeah, fun. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am so happy I won that. <laughs> well, maybe maybe next week here, seeing so we won't have any baseball going on, we'll come up with a uh, second half prediction so we can do this all over again. So, yeah, you got oh, a week to prepare. Same thing. <laughs> I'm submitting the same thing. <laughs> exact same prediction. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look forward to that next week. Um, also, yeah, next week we'll kind of look ahead to the second half of the season, highlight some uh, maybe some key series coming up, um, what the Brewers maybe can do to turn it around, and maybe by that point we'll have some more news on uh, what to expect with roster moves and whatnot but uh we can also use that time to take some of your questions as well so if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show um please feel free to tweet at us um at trilogy underscore pod or our own personal twitter handles um or send an email to wiscotrilogy at gmail.com and we'll be sure that you get mentioned just please include your name where you're from make it kind of cool that way um, yeah, look forward to that next week, and we will get out of your guys' hair so you can go hopefully watch the Home Run Derby, and we will catch you guys next week. Adios. Peace. Catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>